Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, ESPN Rochester. Before the break, we uh, mentioned the NFL weighing harsher penalties in the light of so much, uh, in the light of the feedback they've gotten from the suspension, uh, the relatively light suspension, I think would be the consensus agreement of Ray Rice. I think the NFL is backpedaling uh, a great bit as they think, well, we might have missed on this one. Uh, it's not domestic violence isn't something that's isolated to Rice, and it's not isolated to the NFL, um, but there is an issue there. The Panthers, uh, Greg Hardy, the Cardinal, Cardinals, uh, Daryl Washington, A.J. Jefferson of the Vikings, according to statistics from the San Diego Union-Tribune, 21 of 32 NFL teams employed a player with a domestic or sexual violence charge on their record. Uh, we heard this week uh, Hope Solo uh, it's not just men. Uh, Hope Solo uh, at her sister's home. Uh, nephew, 17-year-old nephew and her sister were said to be crying with visible injuries. Uh, TCU defensive end Devontae Fields uh, allegedly assaulted his ex-girlfriend and permanently uh, has been permanently separated from the university. Um, here, This was an interesting statistic that I saw. A 2011 study conducted by the National Institutes of Health examining, examining 900 NFL games over 11 years found that domestic violence increased by 10% in areas in which the local team had suffered an upset. 20% if the loss came at the hands of a traditional rival. Uh, sports... Uh, the association wow. between sports and domestic violence is disturbing. And joining us now on the program is uh, our good friend Don Gordon, former major league pitcher. Now, um, Don has a heart for marriage. He has a, as a missionary with SCORE International, he has a ministry in men's discipleship. And uh, Don, thanks for joining us on the program again. Hey, Rick, great to hear your voice. I love you guys. love the program. You guys better watch out. You're going to be really, really, you're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world, because you guys are doing a wonderful job there, getting, well, getting the message of sports out and, and, and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thanks, brother. Hey, Don, tell us a little, just for background, now, every spring I know you spend time in both Florida and Arizona working with professional ball players during spring training. Uh, and I know you have a heart for marriage, and I know you have a heart for men's discipleship. What sort of things are you working on during spring training with these guys? Well, you know, I've been in, in this thing a long time. I signed in 1982, and the Lord has, you know, kept me in the game ever since. So there's just a lot of relationships there. So spring training is just, hey, let's, that's just the next meeting. You know, it's one place that you can meet so many guys and and also, you know, front office personnel, umpires, clubhouse attendants, you know, and there's just a lot of people associated with the game, of course, and uh, those relationships just continue. Um, uh, and then they continue during the season, too, but that's primarily, you know, that's in person, but it's also by Skype and, you know, obviously phone and text and email and those things. So, so it just depends what the relationship is based on. Primarily what I do is try to disciple men, and that means just build God's Word, God's principles, God's truth into a man's life. That's what Jesus said to do when he left the earth. He said, go make disciples. And I guess I'm just a, I'm not that smart, but, you know, if God says to do something, I may not be very good at it, but that's what I'm going to do. 
and and then part of discipling is doing biblical marriage counseling because all that is 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 taking God's word and it says in Psalm 19 verse 7 one of my favorite scriptures says the law of the Lord is perfect restoring the soul and basically that means God's word the Bible is perfect when it comes to our issues of this life which which are soul issues that's our anger our fear our our addictions are, you know, and, and our good, the good stuff that we do. And, and so, so God's Word, I bring that to bear as best I can on people's circumstances and situations and on their heart. And when they choose to be obedient and choose to say, you know what, I don't know everything, but I trust God, I'm going to listen to Him, there's, there's about a 100% success rate after that. Hey, we're talking about domestic violence. We're seeing a lot of it in the news. Uh, in your opinion, do you think there's an increase in domestic violence, or is it just that it's getting more coverage because of some of these higher-profile personalities? Yeah, I think it's, you know, tip of the iceberg. I've done counseling, unfortunately, um, you know, with, with couples. And, um, I mean, you're talking guys four or five times the size of their wife, and they're, they're beating up on their wife. and. And in some cases, it's the other way around. I don't know if you remember this, you know, Chuck Finley. But yeah, he had yeah, a I reverse, yeah. you know, Tony domestic Ryan. abuse. Yeah. His wife, you know, basically, you know, beat him up. And he had to bring her on charges. But um, I come from a home, sadly enough, where that was also uh, in my home. And, and so um, one of the fringe benefits, it's not the reason we study the Bible. It's not the reason we become a Christian. Well, it might be for some people, but... The Bible's all about God. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. But one of the fringe benefits is it breaks those crazy cycles in in these dysfunctional, chaotic homes that a lot of us have grown up in. And um, and God's you know God just knows what He's doing. He knows how to handle that and take take care of every aspect of that. You work with a lot of professional athletes. Do you think that, um, are there more, in your opinion, again, do you think there are more pressures on a professional athlete because of their time away that end up resulting in uh, domestic violence situations? Yeah, I think part of it, too, Rick, is a, is adrenaline. Like, especially you think of football players, even basketball players, where you know where the season's a lot shorter than for a baseball player. But I know, I know when steroids were, were at their height, you know, I would challenge guys on this, but I know when they would, and these are these are some of them were Christian guys trying to justify, you know, taking steroids and all that. And I would always ask the question, I was like, what do you like? Okay, the game ends at, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. What do you like at midnight with your wife? And it would get real quiet because, you know, there was, there was, the, there was the come down from adrenaline. There was the come down from, from the steroid, the uh, side effects. And basically, these guys are, you know, they're big, strong guys. And, and they're upset at the, at, the, at, the, at the game, maybe situation, or, or maybe at the team, or something's going on. And, and they react the way they only know how to react, and that's basically through anger. And sometimes that involves, unfortunately, physical uh, abuse. We're talking with my good friend Don Gordon, former big league pitcher, missionary with SCORE International. Don does a great deal of uh, marriage counseling. He makes his home in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but happens to be uh, doing premarital counseling for a couple in uh, in our neighborhood, Batavia, New York. 
Don, when you're discipling a young man, what do you tell them about how to treat a woman and specifically about God's view of marriage? Yeah, well, I appreciate the question. It's a great question, Rick. You know, first of all, for the women, I say make sure you marry a man that's in love with Jesus Christ, because if he loves Jesus, he's going to love you properly. And for the men, of course, there's the, the commands are three times to one, like what God commands women to do, as, as opposed to men. The men have three times more responsibility. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, Ephesians chapter 5, which is one of the familiar passages on marriage, it says for men to, to love their wives, to cherish their wives, to nourish their wives. And he says, he who loves his wife loves himself. And, and so the, the, the reverse is true also. He who hates his wife hates himself. Okay? And so I'll, it's very simple. In, a marriage, in marriage counseling, I'll say to the woman, I'll say, you know, do you feel nourished right now? Do you feel cherished by your husband? And, of course, <laughs> it doesn't take long to look at the tears coming down or the facial or body language, you know, to reveal what's going on, and then you're off into whatever the issues are. And then the other the other is true, too, is, you know, most men at, at some point do not feel respected by their, by their wives, and that's really the number one command. We're both called to love each other, but for the women, the overarching command is to respect her husband. It doesn't say respect him only when he's being like Christ or only when he's respectable. It says to respect him. And husbands the same way, love your wives, not just when they're lovable, but unconditional agape, love your wife with no strings attached. Hey, Don, thank you. Let me interrupt you for just a second. Thank you um, for coming on and giving us this insight on a a godly marriage. We're up against a break, and I do want to ask you just uh, this one more question, because I know you and your wife have been married for a long time. You've raised uh, three terrific kids, and I know it couldn't have always been easy. Is there any specific biblical passage in particular that you lean on when feeling stressed? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think the um, Hebrews, you know, chapter you know, twelve, verse two, I believe it is. It says, "For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame." So, in other words, Jesus went through a lot of pain. Obviously, he was tortured on a cross, you know, rose from the dead three days later. But on the other side of it, it said, for the joy set before him. And I think as parents, you know, with young kids or or especially teenagers, we take things so personal because we've taught our kids not to do this, not to do that or whatever. And they do something stupid. And so so we're unable to, to think and see rationally what's actually going on. And really, it's our job as, as leaders in the family to, to lead our kids to, um, you know, confession, to, to confess their sins, and to, um, you know, to get right with God. But typically, we're, we're so caught up in what they've done that we can't even see straight, and so we fail to, to, to give leadership because, because of our own broken hearts at the moment. But that's the verse, really, is uh, Hebrews 12, too, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So there's a lot of pain, but on the other side of that pain is the joy. Don, I want to thank you again. Uh, I knew we could count on you for a good biblical perspective on this issue, domestic violence uh, against women, a good 
uh, perspective on a godly marriage and how men should treat their their wives. Uh, thank you again for coming on. I look forward to talking to you. I look forward to seeing you. I miss you, brother. I miss you guys. You're doing a great job. I love your show. I got all the commercials memorized. <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. God bless you. We've been talking with Don Gordon, former big league pitcher, uh, missionary with Score International, and friend of the program, uh, apparently.